Welcome to Drive Time, where we look to jumpstart amazing conversations. I'm your host, Ryan McElrath, high school pastor at Fellowship Bible Church in Jackson, Tennessee, and I'm excited that you've joined us. Now, let's put it in drive. Okay, welcome to another episode of Drive Time, where we answer kids' questions to spark family conversations. This is going to be a good one today. This is an interesting one. This question comes to us from Ray J, Ray J Chamberlain, and she asks, why did people wear burlap and ashes to show they were sad in the Bible times? Another word for burlap could be sackcloth. Now, when you think about it, when you think about all the amazing clothing options we have today, we have our t-shirts, we have our polo shirts, we have our nice jeans, our sweaters, and our sweatshirts, our vans and our converse and our sweet socks but who walks around wearing sackcloth or burlap and covering themselves in ashes nobody so why did they do that in the bible times why did they wear sackcloth and cover themselves with ashes well let's talk about it sackcloth and ashes were used in the old testament times as a symbol of mourning and repentance. And by morning, I didn't mean that they woke up uh, bright and early in the morning and they threw on their sackcloth and said, let's get ready for the day. Morning is in sadness, grief. They wanted to, they wanted to show how sad they were by, by wearing sackcloth. So someone wanting to show his repentant heart would often wear sackcloth, sit in ashes, even put ashes on top of their head. And the sackcloth, what I want you to picture everyone, is sackcloth was like this coarse material, and it was usually made out of black goat's hair. So it's very uncomfortable, very itchy. Like, this this is not a, ooh, I can't wait to wear some sackcloth today. It was very itchy, very uncomfortable. And so it had that symbol of grief and mourning and, and, and sadness. And then ashes, at the same time, it signified some sort of a ruin or desolation. And so sackcloth and ashes weren't, it wasn't something that somebody lined up to wear. It was something that symbolized something that was deeper. So let's look deeper. Let's look into some passages. When someone died, the act of putting sackcloth showed sorrow for that loss. So we see this. David, he he put on sackcloth when he mourned the death of his commander in 2 Samuel 3.31. We see that Jacob wore sackcloth when he thought his son Joseph had been killed in Genesis chapter 37. These are instances of sadness. And so they put on sackcloth to show how sad they were. That it was, a, it was an outward expression of what was going on. And then ashes, ashes accompanied sackcloth in times of national disaster or repentance of sin. So, for example, in Esther chapter 4, Mordecai tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes and walked into the city wailing loudly and bitterly. Why? Why did he do this? Why was he so sad that he had to put on sackcloth and ashes and wail loudly and bitterly? Well, if we go back and read the story, that was his reaction to King Xerxes' declaration to destroy his people. Mordecai grieved. There was great sadness among the Jews. 
with fasting and weeping and wailing. And it says that many lay in sackcloth and ashes. They want to show their grief and sadness. The Jews responded to this devastating news with sackcloth and ashes, showing their intense grief and distress. Another really big example that we see in Scripture comes from Jonah. Now, Jonah, we remember that guy. God said, go to Nineveh. He said, no, and he ran away, and then a whale, whoop, and then, and then Jonah goes back. That was a very quick story of Jonah, by the way. For the full story, the entire story is only four chapters long. Read it as a family. But when Jonah goes finally to Nineveh and tells everyone to repent, they realize their wickedness. And so this is what this is what the people of Nineveh did. It says in Jonah chapter 3, verse 5, And the people of Nineveh believed God. They called for a fast, put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least of them. And the word reached the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he issued a proclamation and published through Nineveh, by decree of the king and his nobles, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything, let them not feed or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and let them call out, mightily to God. Let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who knows? God may turn and relent and turn from his fierce anger so that we may not perish. That was my king voice. But that's what happened. The king of Nineveh himself put on sackcloth and sat in ashes to show his repentance, to show that, oh my gosh, the realization that we are not a good people. We have sinned against so many people. We are, we are wicked. We are evil. Let's turn. Let's show God how much we're going to turn from our wicked ways. So he did it. The people did it. And did you catch what happened in verse 8? They made their animals, even their animals they put into sackcloth. They wanted a very big public sign of repentance and humility before God. So very simply, Ray J., Sackcloth and ashes are used as an outward sign of one inward condition. Such that symbol in the Old Testament made one's change of heart visible and demonstrated the sincerity of one's sadness and or one's repentance. It was not the act of putting on sackcloth and ashes itself that, that made it forgivable. It was the humility and the heart behind such the action that did it. David in Psalm 30 verse 11 says this, You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. Families, what? how do you show your sadness? How do you show your grief today? Talk about that. And talk about why do we feel like it's not okay sometimes to show our sadness and grief? And how can we do that in a good way? Also, families, let's talk about what it looks like for repentance. We have the king of Nineveh putting on sackcloth to show repentance. What do we do in response when we realize we have wronged against other people or we have wronged God? Have those deep and meaningful conversations, and we'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining us on this episode of Drive Time. I pray that this short listen will turn into a road trip conversation with your family. 
I'll see you next time.